Thank you for joining me today. Welcome to Spiritual Alchemy with me, your host, Erica, and to part three of our relationship series. How are you guys? I got to tell you, I am feeling pretty good. I have been doing extra long meditations lately and really diving into my connection with spirit on a, a much deeper level. I cannot express enough how impactful meditation is for me. It has expanded my psychic abilities in terms of my intuition. It's increased my memory capacity beyond what any amount of ginkgo biloba would ever do. And it's given me peace and it's given me self-confidence. And I don't know about you guys, but self-confidence is a big one for me. It's something that I really have to work on daily. And, um, Meditation has just calmed me down a lot. And that space has really helped me with my self-confidence. So I don't know. I think I actually might need to do a whole episode on what I've gained from my meditation practice so that I can share it with you guys. Are you meditating? If not, please do yourselves a huge favor and start. You can use the Calm app or Insight Timer to help you get started. Those are two of my personal favorites, which I actually use every day. I have also mentioned several different options for you, though. In episode seven, a practice takes practice. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you do if you can. And on that note, I think we should take a deep cleansing breath. Okay, let's do that together. Let's breathe in all the goodness. And let's let out slowly what no longer serves us. Okay. And now let's get this party started. Today, we are going to be talking about self-love and how it ties into our relationships. Why is taking care of ourselves and loving ourselves so important when we're speaking specifically about our relationships with other people? If you've ever heard the saying, you cannot truly love someone until you love yourself and had an issue with it, by the way, like me, until I fully understood what it meant, then I cannot think of a better person to explain why self-love is so important to our relationships than my next guest, Cami Ellen. Cami is a therapist, a transformative life coach, and a relationship expert that has been teaching people how to create a happily ever after life for over six years. And she is the author of the guidebook, The Seven Keys to Living Your Most Luscious Life. So without further ado, drum roll, please. Cammy, welcome to the show. How hey, are you? Erica. Hi, how are you? So good to talk with you. Thanks for having I'm me on so today. I'm so glad. Yes, I can't believe you're here. I'm very excited. We have so much to talk about. Relationships. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we get started, though, I have to know. So on your website, 
You call yourself a love alchemist, a luscious life coach, and a ferocity captain. Okay. I love those titles and I want to know what they mean. Yeah. Well, um, so I am a marriage and family therapist. Um, but before I was a marriage and family therapist, I have been a coach for over 10 years and I coached, um, exclusively women. Now I work with couples and families and individuals, but I started off working with women and I found, I discovered that I really had a passion for supporting women in the area of love and relationships. It seemed like something that a lot of women were needing support around. Mm. And I, um, when I was mentored as a coach, I learned from someone who was a mentor who was in the area of love relationships. She's a, um, an author, a teacher, also a therapist, and she trained me. So I learned from one of the best and mm-hmm. um, learned how to become a coach and started working with women around love and relationships. And ferocity captain love alchemist you know alchemy is is um you know changing changing something into into gold or um you know turning something into what you're wanting making something you know from nothing Mm -hmm. and i really think that the process of creating love um, is really trans. There's a lot of transformation involved. The mm-hmm. literal alchemist is converting metals into gold, and in growth, personal growth, and transformation, and creating the life and love of your dreams, it's really about transformation. It's not just about you know reading some kind of self-help book like um i don't know there's so many of the different books but like okay the rules say i should do this or this book says i should do that or i should should only call you know this number of days or like all these rules that everyone's supposed to follow and in some cases they can be helpful um but it's really about transformation from the inside out Mm -hmm. and so that's where the alchemy comes in is really working with people. I'm sure we'll talk about that more as we go along, but transformation from the inside out. And the ferocity captain is that I'm cheering them on from the side because I've heard it said before that we can't become ourselves by ourselves. We Mm. need to have a tribe. We need to have a community. We need to have people up underneath us that are supporting us, Mm. who see us as our best possible selves even if we can't see that at that moment in time yet somebody who's able to hold the best and highest vision of ourselves and our lives and our destinies for us and with us and so that's why I'm their ferocity captain because I'm supporting them to be living their best lives possible and cheering them on all the way 
I love that. Everything you're saying right now, I'm getting chills. I mean, spiritual alchemy, you are speaking my language and the key is transformation. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so that just, I read, I downloaded my copy of seven keys to living your most luscious life and this magical language. I, I can't get enough of. I please, <laughs> please tell the listeners what seven keys to living your most luscious life is and why you created because it's exactly I feel like what we're doing here self-love I want I want everyone to know what this magic is yeah well I yeah, I appreciate the chance to talk about it you know um I created it as an introduction for people you know, who might not be familiar with me. And if they discover me and come to my website, it's something free that people can download. It's a, a PDF, the seven keys to living your most luscious life. And I sat down, you know, before I created it. And I really wanted to think to myself, okay, so from everything that I've learned from all of my own past experiences and all of the growth opportunities that, that I've had in my life, what are the biggest lessons that I've learned, the most important things to remember in order to have what I just talked about, you know, living your highest and best and becoming that future version of yourself? What would it take to become that? And I really sat, it took me a while to create this. And I thought about, well, what are the things that are most important? And they are, I'll just say the seven keys, and then maybe we can talk about them, which are getting down to the basics. And, and that by that, I mean having your emotional, physical, and financial houses in order. Mm -hmm. Number two, connecting with the feminine. And that means we all have a little bit of masculine and feminine energy, whether we're male or female. And connecting to the feminine is really the first attention on self, on our intuitive knowing, and on our more feminine qualities in service to the masculine. Number three, expressing yourself. So full self-expression, creativity, being able to express your voice mm -hmm. and your gifts out into the world. Number four, living in gratitude. Yes. Having gratitude. That's a big one. Yes, gratitude, appreciation, curiosity. Five, savoring your sensuality and honoring your sexuality. And mm. it's both. You know, there's nowadays with internet, online, Instagram, you know, all the different things we have, there's a lot of emphasis on sex, you know. Yeah. And yes. sex, I mean, we're all primal beings. It's, it's foundational. Hunger, sex, love, you know, the primal needs. But sensuality is a big part as well as just the sex. And we can talk more about that. But it's walking yeah, through the world as sure. a sensual being, mm -hmm. increasing intimacy with yourself and your partner, and being a sexy, confident woman who knows what she wants and is able to have healthy boundaries. I love and that. then mm -hmm. six, lighten up. So there's so much going on in the world at any one time, especially at this time. Oh, my and gosh. Right now, especially. Yeah, and being able to lighten up, have play, have adventure, and allow mm -hmm. yourself to take risks, to be vulnerable, to be authentic, to be wild, to be free. And 
And seven, make love and lots of it. Wow. And by that, you saved the best for the last. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, and that kind of is back to what we were just talking about a little while ago, you know, becoming your best self, I think starts with self love, the first Mm -hmm. attention on self. It's also love with family or your chosen family, your friends, your community, and then romantic love. So creating Mm -hmm. more love in all areas of your life. So those are the seven keys. And I could talk about, we could probably talk about all of them. It would take a really long time. Yeah. Where do you want to go? So yeah, let me jump in a little bit here. You said something, you have sort of the phrase whole wellness. And the seven keys are part of the whole wellness. And one of the things that you said that was so key to me is that really, and I said this in the beginning of the show, there is a saying that used to bother me all the time until I understood it. And that is you cannot really love someone until you love yourself. I never understood that. Okay. Not proactively, not in a healthy way. I know so many people that say, well, that's not true because I really don't like myself that much, but I love my partner. I love my, until I really got that when you're not fully taking care of and self loving yourself, you cannot proactively in a healthy way, love someone else. So you talk about these keys really needing to be into play and into place both, um, before you think about dating and jumping into a relationship, right? And obviously some of us are already in a relationship and we can still work on these areas. You know, Mm -hmm. we all need to do that. But um, can you speak to this? One of our listeners, Drew, actually wrote a question and I'm going to give it to you because it's exactly what we're talking about and it goes right off that saying. Drew says, what about those of us who love to give happiness and bring joy to people? but are terrible at accepting love in return. Hmm. So how do you think this ties into whole wellness and basically what, what you've just been speaking about? Yeah. You know, I think that we are socialized and it could be men or women. And, and thank you. You said his name was Drew? Drew. Drew, yeah, that's a great question. I think that we are socialized that... Um, You know, there's this, there's this, I think, overuse of, you know, we always hear about narcissists and being selfish and, you know, all these things going around. And so we always are told that, oh, no, don't do that. That's selfish. Don't be like that. That's selfish. So we get the idea that we have to be all things and everything for everybody else. And we need to put our first attention on everybody else and not to overly generalize, but... Women, I think especially, you know, are taught um, we have to put everybody else, everybody else first. And caretakers. You know, yeah. caretakers. If you if you have children, oh, my children come first. If you have a partner, my partner comes first, you know. And, and for men too, you know, it could be that they feel very similarly. And so when you feel that, oh, no, I can't put myself first because that's selfish, it's actually backwards, Because when we put our first attention on everybody else, then we are depleting ourselves. Our tank is 
empty because we become exhausted, overwhelmed, depleted, overgiving, and there's nothing left for us. And then Mm -hmm. the catch of that is if that's the way we're putting our attention on everybody else, then we can't really be there for anybody else. So this idea of giving happiness, love to others, but not being able to accept in return, well, now your tank's empty. Right. And and how can you be a great partner or or a great mother or whatever the relationship is if you're depleted? Yeah. Exactly. So filling yourself up first, like to say, first attention on self, Mm -hmm. second attention on everybody else. So give that happiness and love to yourself first. Honor your needs, your feelings, your desires first. It also gets you more connected. Remember, I'm talking about that transformation from the inside out. And part of that is when we go inward and we get really familiar with our inner world, our inner life, what are my feelings? What are my needs? A lot of us are accustomed living like from the neck up inside our rational, logical and pushing all the rest down. Yes. Get familiar with those feelings and needs that live in our bodies. What are they? Name them, feel them, speak them to yourself. Then you can be there for others when you've given to yourself first. And I think I would say to Drew that it might be this unexpected experience that when you give happiness and love to yourself first and then give it to another, you may be surprising, surprised to find that that experience expands even more to have it coming back, giving, giving out and coming back. Right. Extending, yeah. receiving. You know, that's why that, there's that, you know, the, the um, eternal eight, the you infinity, know, the, yes. the infinity. It's like going yeah. out and around and back and around. And that's, the, that's what I see with that, you know, extending, okay. receiving. And you said the word transformation again, and from the inside out, because that is how we transform whatever it is we want to transform our outer worlds, right? Is that it starts from the inside, which leads me to another question that has really been on my mind regarding your seven keys. You mentioned the importance of spirituality. And so that lights me up. Ding, 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 ding. I want to know how you feel about this being a part of whole wellness and, and, and how that is also a part of our self-love and ties in with our relationships. So I think, so spirituality, I think that sometimes people can get tripped up on that word because I think that some people think spirituality needs to equal something specific um like for example you know let's say let's say uh someone's dating someone actually i heard this the other day from a woman and she's like well i you know i really want to be with someone spiritual and my last partner wasn't spiritual enough so i asked her well what does that mean and it, I, people tend to kind of have a specific idea of what that looks like. Oh, well, that means he would do X, he would do Y, he would do Z. And so what I, what I tell people is, what does spirituality mean to you? It's, right. I feel like it's an individual experience. Um, but to also be open 
that it might mean something to someone else. So to not let this idea of spirituality trip you up when it comes to relationships with other people. So for example, you know, someone might feel like, well, it's really spiritual for me, you know, to go to church. I like going to church. That feels spiritual to me. Another person might feel like, Well, I feel really connected just to life, to nature, to spirit when I'm going on a hike. Or someone else might say, I like to, you know, meditate and I feel really connected. It can look different to everybody, but I think that it's really important to find something that gets you connected to something deeper than yourself whether you want to you want to call it god whether you want to call it spirit or whether you go oh god i don't know oh god <laughs> what do you say <laughs> i don't know about this god idea i don't know fine think about life think about nature think about the universe or right. think about that deeper inner wisdom that guiding force within that deeper knowing that intuition that could, that could be spirit for you but find yeah. something that helps you to get outside of yourself, to feel more deeply connected. And how do you think that enhances our relationships? So I think, you know, I think that sometimes a lot of us can feel like we're doing this alone. We can feel like, oh, I'm just alone. No one supports me. Life doesn't support me. You know, why does so-and-so have this and that, and I don't, and I'm here all alone, and it's so hard? Well, to me, that's related to your relationship to life, to spirit, to the feeling that you're all alone in this world. Mm -hmm. So to go to a place of feeling like, wait a minute, whatever you want to call it, this energy, this life, this universe, this spirit is actually supporting me. You're not alone you have something, again, your definition of whatever that is, that you can actually co-create a relationship with so that you start to go, and this ties into the gratitude and appreciation. So tying into believing in the goodness of life, believing that whatever happens in life, whether it feels like a catastrophe, a disappointment, an upset, a delay, that you actually choose to believe that life is supporting you through that. And what that does is that helps you to be able to respond from a place of faith. Oh my God, this thing just, this catastrophe just happened in my world. This is, instead of going, oh my God, this is awful. This is the worst possible thing that could ever happen. Well, you said the word respond, which is key because there's reacting and there's responding, right? Yes. So, And so when you respond from a place of knowing you're supported by life and that you have this relationship with life and you're able to respond to challenge, disappointment, to, to delay from a place of faith, knowing, okay, this thing seems to be falling away in my life. I'm choosing to believe and have faith that this is making space for something better in my life. I'm choosing that I am co-creating my life with my life with life itself mm-hmm. and that something better is going to come in. I'm choosing to see it that way. And who do I get to be being in response? Who's the person that I want to be being in response? What's the gift in that? So you're starting to create this relationship with whatever you want to believe. Spirit, again, whatever right. your definition of that is. 
And to me, that's role modeling, having relationship with someone else in your life. There's a saying, and I said it in a show, Dolly Parton said, I'm having a relationship with God, but we're seeing other people that you just (laughs) made me think of. Isn't that awesome? I love it. It's great because what you're saying is you're really building a beautiful foundation for a relationship that then when you're in one with a human, (laughs) you know, you have this role model, as you've just said. Okay. I'm going to shift gears because there's something my most favorite thing. Uh, you know, I read it cover to cover and I love all of it. My favorite thing. There was an example, which I'm going to let you expand on, uh, that you gave of feminine power. Okay. And it was an example that you gave at a dinner table on a date. And it was basically a shift of focus. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. I was talking about okay. my own experience in dating. I know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't want to, no one's going to say it better than you. This was my favorite thing. Then after you talk about it, I'll jump in. Can you please explain to the listeners what the heck I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And this ties in. The thing that I like about this is that it, like, it all kind of ties together, all these mm-hmm. things. And, um, so we talked before about first attention on self and second attention on others, right? Yes. And so when we're talking about living from the feminine, and again, this can be either uh, anyone who identifies as male or female, doesn't matter, but you, right. we all have feminine energy. And so what I was talking about here was that living from the feminine and having that first attention on self and that inner life listening to your feelings, listening to your needs, listening to your own inner experience. And th- what I was specifically talking about was dating, talking mm-hmm. about like love relationships That's and right. dating. And a lot of times when we go out and we're in the dating world, we tend to, I think a lot of people can relate to this. We tend to feel like, oh, what is this person thinking about us? Do they like me? Did they like what I just said? Are they going to call Why me? Why food stuck in my teeth? I- <laughs> yeah. What is he looking out right now? Why is yeah. he staring at me? Is there- yeah. yeah. And 100%. instead to be showing up from this place where you have your first attention on yourself. And the first thing is that you're thinking about the overall vision for your life and your overall vision for love and what it is you're committed to creating in your life. That's kind of like your driving force and your compass. So you're coming right. from and that that's place where we're first. going next, by the way. <laughs> okay, so okay. that's where you're coming from first. And then when you show up, then you're just practicing the first attention on self. And again, it's not, when I say that, it's not like, oh, me, 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 me. Let me talk all about me, me, me. I don't mean that. But I just right. mean, okay, keeping attention on myself. Like, don't go out of your body. Stay in your body. Mm-hmm. And what am I feeling and thinking? How right. am I, what am I noticing about this interaction? A lot of times when we keep our first attention on the other person, we can miss a lot, actually. But sure. when we are within, um, instead of all that stuff, you know, what is he thinking? Is he interested? Is he going to call? All of that. Instead, going within. How am I feeling? Am I really feeling seen and heard? Do I really feel like this person is present? Okay, Do I really, see, that's, right? 
I love that. So you're at the dinner table and instead of thinking, what is he thinking of me? You owned your power. That was my favorite thing. You own your own power. And you know what? How am I feeling? Do I want to call him again? Exactly. You know what I mean? What, how is, how am I feeling with this date? And what is, you know, is, do I feel good or taking my own temperature instead of his? And I love that, Cammie, because since I was, you know, interested in boys, that is just how, what is it? Does he like me? What does he think? And in every relationship, what is he feeling? What does he want to do tonight? Where does he want to go? And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people can relate to this. You know, it, you lose a piece of yourself when you set yourself up that way too, especially if you're already in a relationship, we can chip away and chip away at our own identities and we lose ourselves. Where am I in this? So I love that you gave that example about owning your own power and shifting that focus. Yeah. And then the other thing too about it is when we're talking about that compass and your vision for what it is you're wanting to create in your life, A lot of people say, oh, God, I can't say this. I can't say that. That's saying too much. You know, they kind of censor themselves. And I feel like a part of this thing when, you know, when you're living from that feminine energy showing up and being able to speak what it is you're up to creating in your life. Because some people think like, oh, you can't say that. That's too much pressure. Well, no. If you share the vision for what you're up to creating in your life and in love, you're not saying Oh, and I think it's you, person sitting across the table. You're just right. saying we this just is met. Let's have babies. It's not what no. you're saying. No, yeah, you're saying yeah. This is exactly. This is what I'd love to create. Check, please. These, yeah, and these are the qualities I'd love to experience, and and this is what how I would you know love to do this with a partner, and I'd love to create that yeah. with a partner. Well, I did that I, on this particular date that I wrote about, and the person that I was having dinner with. Um, ended up being my long-term partner and we were together in a long-term relationship. And I remember distinctly okay. that he looked at me after I shared the vision of what I wanted to experience and create and express and contribute in a relationship. And he's like, yeah, basically, well, I want that too. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's enrolling. He probably was magnetic. not expecting it. You know, so let me ask you then, let's define this a little bit. I'm a big, big, at Spiritual Alchemy, we talk about having clear vision all the time. We we yes. did a show called Harnessing Your Vision because I believe oh, that love vision it. is, oh, it's absolutely necessary in achieving our heart's desires. If we don't know what we want, the universe cannot help us. That's it right. It cannot bring it to us. So I love when you talk about, it really made me think, having clear vision for yourself in what you want your relationship to look like. That seemed, and I don't know why it seemed bold to me. I mean, what? I know, because that's what we're taught. Right. It really, really is. That's so true. It's like, for me, I can relate it to, you know, to work, to family, to spirituality. But as soon as you say, what do you want in a relationship? Even before you have one, you kind of go, so talk more about that. You know, what if, so for dating, Talk to me about how you come up with a vision for what you want before you get there. Well, I think that, so I think that it has to go deeper than, you know, just like, oh, I want a relationship. Oh, I want a boyfriend. Oh, I want a partner. I want to get married. It's the qualities, the characteristics 
that you want. So I just said, what do you want to experience, express, create, and contribute? What? So when we're talking about not living up from the neck up, living in your body, being in that sensual, being in what would it feel like to be in partnership? What would I be experiencing in partnership? What would I be contributing? What would I be expressing? Take it beyond, you know, oh, it needs to be six foot tall and I need to get married. Go deeper right. than that. And go into, I do actually a whole visioning process with clients where I take them through a visioning and going through this whole process to take them I into that, that future vision of what it would look like and what they would yes. experience, express, create, and contribute. And uh, so that they can get beyond that kind of surface. Yes. And then I have them create two lists, the qualities and characteristics, the ways of being mm -hmm. that their partner would be inside of. And then on the flip side, because we always feel like why we're so worried about everybody else and what they would be. Well, you have to be the better half of that partner. Remember, we talked about relationship with life. You're showing up as a co-creator with life. Right. Well, you're the co, you are the other half of this love relationship. So in addition to really writing out this list of the things, the qualities, the characteristics, the ways of being that you would want your partner to embody. Yes. Well, then who are you? Mm -hmm. Who would you be being inside of that? And how would you be showing up? And that's a part of that inner transformation because there's probably some things that need to be transformed so you can fully step into and embody all of those qualities and characteristics and also be a match for that partner. And then well, that's that, key. Yeah. yeah, and then coming back to the compass, the reason I have people write that down is so that they then have this tangible roadmap mm -hmm. and then they're able to see when they're off course. And right. it's not That's to shame the, the vision plan, right? The vision plan. Yes. And when yeah. they see the qualities and the characteristics and the ways of showing up that are not in alignment, then they can go, oh, wow, that's so interesting. I'm still doing X, Y, and Z. You know, right. I'm still doing these old things that are not in alignment with, with what I've just created. And I see that if I continue to do that, I'm going to keep getting the same results in my life. Right. So I need right. to keep practicing showing up like this. It's a very, very important step. So foundational. I'm glad that you talk about it too. Because I think yeah. if you don't have your vision, you don't know how to get to that destination. You don't know what the destination is. Well, and sometimes for people, I know myself, it took me so long. And it was so, not just frustrating, it was painful to not know not recognize all of the pieces that were right in front of me in putting them together. We get very hung up on how as opposed to what. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference. How can trip us up? If we knew how, we'd already be there. That's right. It is, it is the what, your what and your why. And the fun thing, though, about creating a vision plan is, and you started to go there too, is I call it Lynn Grabhorn, actually, a law of attraction master. I love her. She used oh, to call yeah. it script, scripting. Yeah. So have fun, right? I mean, sky's the limit. Not that you're going to be attached to the details or the outcome that he's six foot four and has blue eyes, but you just use all those fun details to get you super excited, right? 
And that's one of the things you talk about that I wanted to ask you about vision boarding. Yes. Another really fun thing to do when you're creating a vision plan for yourself so that you can get excited about it is vision boards. Tell me about how you vision board and what you love about it the most. Yeah. I mean, so it's actually been shown that, um, this kind of goes down to neuroscience actually when it's not just creating a pretty vision board, but when we're, when we are transforming ourselves from the inside out, a lot of it starts with our thoughts and our mindset. And the moment that you choose a negative thought or a limiting thought, you've already started to create that reality. And so if you're choosing to choose positive, empowering thoughts, if you're choosing to create this future that you're envisioning and what's it going to look like, what does it feel like, touch like, sound like, smell like, you know, all the senses, what are all the aspects of it? You're really getting it tangibly into what that would be. Well, already the neuroscience part, you're already starting to move in that direction. The possibilities for that are already unfolding. And the more that you change the way your brain, you know, the synapses are firing in your brain, moving towards what you're wanting versus what you don't want, it's not this mystical, magical, woo-woo thing. It's really like you're literally rewiring your brain towards what you want versus what you don't want. And how many of us wake up and think disempowering thoughts and then you have disempowering behaviors and it's this whole cycle and then you wake up the next day and do it all over again. Right. Because it's like a big magnet. What you focus on grows bigger. Yeah. And it's actually, it's truly that simple. And it's like, that's one of the things we talk about here as well. If you don't want an experience, do not continue to focus on it. It's right. like when you wake up in the morning and you are late for work, your alarm didn't mm-hmm. go off, you stub your toe, yes. then, you're, then you're mad about it. So you start right. bitching and you cut yeah. yourself shaving and right. then you spill your coffee all over your white blouse as you're walking out the door. And it's like this whole, and we stay in that space. That's right. So we keep bringing more of those experiences to ourselves and it's really easy to stay on that, that hamster wheel as well. Mm -hmm. So that is so powerful. And I cannot believe that our time is up. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm so excited though, because we have so much more to talk about. You got to come back next week so that we can continue. I would love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We got to cover a lot of the, the, the fun stuff, (laughs) the the sensuality and the sexuality and all the good stuff. So Thank you so much for coming and joining us today. Thank you. And um, for my listeners, if you want to download Cammie's free copy of The Seven Keys to Living Your Most Luscious Life before she comes back for our next show, you can go to her website at CammieEllenCoaching.com and you can find it there as well as all kinds of Cammie info. And um, yeah, I highly recommend that you guys do that before she comes back. 
All Fantastic. Right. Thank you All so right. much. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. That was so good, you guys. And if you would like to download Cammie's free copy of The Seven Keys to Living Your Most Luscious Life before she comes back for our next show, you can go to her website at CammieEllenCoaching.com and find it there, as well as all kinds of fun Cammie info. I'm really going to think about some of the things that Cammie talked about today. Especially owning our own power and focusing on my feelings and thoughts as well as the other person's. On that note, I would like for us to take a quiet moment now to focus on self-love. So now let's get still. Let's take a moment to get quiet. Let's take in a deep cleansing breath, breathing in all that is good and fresh and new. And let's slowly exhale out all that no longer serves us. I'd like for you to see yourself now as your best self, your healthiest, strongest self, the you that is inside of you wanting to express, both physically and mentally. And I'd like for you to acknowledge this you as you right now. You are your highest self. You are the best version of yourself right now. Everything that you want to achieve for your highest good is yourself is key to your happiness and must come first. It is not selfish, it is selfless. As you become more filled with self-love, you love the others in your life healthier and happier. So now let's take another deep cleansing breath in. Let's breathe in all the good all that is good for you right now and slowly exhale all that no longer serves you how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you by Rupi Kaur and now your homework my friends, I would like for you to think of something that you really enjoy doing, something that fills you up and causes you to lose track of time because you like doing this thing so much. It could be a hike outside in nature. It could be a hot bath with candles lit and rose petals, whatever it is for you, reading a book, hanging out with your dog. I want you to commit yourself to doing this activity this week. This is you practicing self-love and it's very important to all the relationships in your life. 
Thank you guys so much for joining me today, my beautiful listeners. And a very special thank you to Cami Ellen, the love alchemist extraordinaire. And now a very special thank you to my team at A Really Good Home Podcasts. Thank you very much to Katie Politanoff, my producer. Ben Wilkins, my studio producer. Our recording engineer, Yale Kuzinski. Our sound editing and music by Hader Mir. Our wonderful publicist, Tamron Tobian. And last but definitely not least, our senior producer, Andy Frazier. So thank you guys for joining us. And remember, you are powerful. I'll see you for the next one. Bye.